Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Brought to you by Nomad. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where we discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience of field, and our members' stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Call All Access podcast. We're continuing our series on wild turkey research with a conversation with Corey Callahan out of the University of Florida. Um, And it's all about integrating data sources to quantify wild turkey abundance. Um, So we're going to be talking about the role of iNaturalist and other birding apps into um, estimating turkey populations. Um, More details on that to come in 90 seconds. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. So, yeah, I, you know, I read the, the project, uh, proposal and you know it, it made me think of something that i i was reading a book not too long ago and i haven't finished it it was called a uh, a wing and a prayer and i don't know if you've read that but it kind of touches on this idea that birds across the world and it focused specifically in north america are declining and one of the numbers that they mentioned was that we're down three billion birds in north america across all species is my understanding and to me, I was like, how did they, how did they, how did they ascertain that? How did they get that information? And it's through some really compelling science and data gathering. And just from reading the proposal, it sounds like some of what you're doing is kind of in line with that and bringing crossing branches and bringing that into wildlife uh, management. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm familiar with the three billion lost, three billion birds lost paper. Um, was published in Science. Uh, I don't know, maybe 2019. Um, and yeah, I mean, they did a phenomenal job of aggregating a bunch of data, including some citizen science data from a project called eBird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know of eBird, but eBird is like the largest citizen science program out there with over a billion observations globally, and Essentially, most birders submit their observations to eBird. 
And so that's wherever they go, whether it be a state park, their backyard, a friend's house, um, you know, any kind of habitat that they're in, they're very often submitting these observations. And turkeys, you know, happen to be on a lot of these checklists. And so that's why I see the potential to kind of start utilizing some of this data to understand population trends, especially with a focus on, you know, wild turkey habitat management. Yeah, and I definitely want to get into the weeds with some of that. And um, I also just before we kind of kick things off, uh, Corey, if you don't mind, um, just as an introduction, do you mind just kind of introducing yourself? Uh, yep. Just sort of give me a background as you, you know, your work with a research as a researcher and, and working with wildlife in general. Yep. Yeah, my name is Corey Callahan. I'm a, an assistant professor from the University of Florida in the Department of Wildlife Ecology and Conservation. I just started the position in November. Before that, I was doing a postdoc in Germany, and I did my PhD in Australia. My research program and my research group generally looks at using data to understand wildlife um, trends and biodiversity trends. Let me say that again. My research group generally tries to understand where biodiversity is and how much biodiversity is there in, awesome. across a lot of different wildlife um, groups. I'm, I'm generally not interested in, I'm generally taxa agnostic, meaning that I'm interested in questions and trying to model abundance and use specific, really relevant examples like turkeys to understand how to do this better. Awesome. Well, no, I, I think that's super interesting because there are a lot of overlaps with birds. Um, you know, a lot of, and, and that's a good segue is that turkeys share habitat with a lot mm -hmm. of different bird species. And and we're talking about the continuity or, and contiguousness of, of habitat. And if that is being fragmented, you know, it's not just turkeys that are declining. Yep. So there's opportunity to understand what's going on from a higher level, uh, you know, cross species level. Um, so I think that's super interesting, but uh, I, can give, I, can give a, I can give a line there if you want to maybe absolutely. use it. Yes, please. I see wild turkeys as a really good indicator species because a lot of different species like sparrows and other grassland species that use similar habitat tend to rely on those same habitat conditions. So, you know, the general thinking is if you can really manage turkey populations, you're most likely sustaining a lot of other bird populations in that same habitat management scheme. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I was going to ask, you know, you kind of touched on eBird and iNaturalist. Um, so if you don't mind just kind of giving the like 10,000 foot view of this project and what kind of led you to it and what led you to working with the NWTF and the FWC and, and sort of explain what the project is and, and kind of how, how it all came together. Uh, yeah, so the project is aiming to understand wild turkey abundance trends at local and national scales and i really am interested in this project and got involved with this project from some collaborations with a colleague in my department marcus ashley marcus lashley who is a wild turkey um you know researcher he spends a lot of time researching and understanding wild turkey population and behavior and the goal of this project is to bring my background of kind of quantitative ecology and understanding models to integrate data and bring that in line with a, you know, nuanced understanding of wild turkey behavior and with collaborators from FWC and Marcus and Carolina Baruzzi and really try to understand and put our skill sets together to further wild turkey understanding. 
one of the things I'm interested in, and this is me not knowing. So it's my understanding that a lot of this is done, you know, wild turkey management specifically what the state agency has done um, as far as like abundance and population is done a lot through uh, brood surveys and Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Are they using um, eBird and iNaturalist? Are they integrating that? Or is this sort of like a first of its kind for, for wild turkeys? So, um, so a lot of states, they rely on brood surveys to really understand and manage wild turkey populations. But brood surveys are often expensive, and they also don't have the same spatial extent because they're really targeted to specific areas, and they don't cover private and public lands as much as something like eBird can. And so the objective here is to try to provide what I think is a first-of-a-kind assessment to um, leverage this eBird and iNaturalist and camera trap data to integrate that with the long-standing brood survey type approaches that state agencies are using. Perfect. That, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, no, that, yeah that, that, that nailed it. And I'm just wondering, okay. you know, the, the part I was – and I, I just don't have an ecology background. I just found really interesting but didn't understand it. And I think uh, – <laughs> you explaining it would be a really good um just on the audio too is how how does integrating um you know this utilizing the new you know ebird uh from some you know from from other folks what the state agency is already doing um ongoing research integrating all this data um how is that going to reveal what may be causing declines through habitat fragmentation um or or land use changes if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so the idea behind integrating multiple data sources is to take really broad scale data like eBird, but it's very biased. It's really only occurs where people live or where they happen to go birding and visit areas for birding. And, and and it's also a little bit messier. We don't necessarily know for sure how many turkeys are seen and we are unsure. So for something with like iNaturalist, we don't know how many turkeys are seen, but we know that an individual existed where someone took a photo and uploaded that photo to the internet. And so the goal here is to integrate that kind of you know, somewhat messy biased data with really kind of difficult, expensive to collect hunting harvest, brood, um, brood type data, and really to try to get the best of both worlds to make predictions that are at a broader spatial extent using the kind of um, holistic information from these different data sets. And so if we're able to integrate these data, these data appropriately and make these kind of finer scale predictions through space and time, our hope is that these data will be more useful to understand management um, at a more local scale and also to understand broad scale impacts of fragmentation and how fragmentation might be impacting wild turkey abundance. For example, one of the objectives of our project is is to assess the Florida Wildlife Corridor Project and see and maybe estimate kind of the abundance of turkeys within or near that corridor and those abundance of turkeys that are outside of that corridor. And our prediction is that that wildlife corridor will have a significant effect on the turkey abundance and population compared to those turkey populations outside or further away from that Florida wildlife corridor. So one of my other questions was sort of, um, you know, this is happening in Florida, but it's going to have applications beyond state lines. And and like you said, this is sort of like a first of its kind. Is this kind of like a a proof of concept and and might have a domino domino effect across states like how do you see this project as a uh, as as being sort of like a proof of concept and maybe being utilized by other states 
the beauty of something like eBird and iNaturalist and Snapshot USA projects that we hope to get data from, they're continental in extent. And so our objective here is to kind of fine tune, hopefully fine tune methods at more of a local scale using the state of Florida as an example. But keeping in mind the entire time we work on this project, the applicability of those kind of models and our understanding to other states throughout the country um, to help with their wild turkey abundance monitoring. So what is what is this going to look like and, and how is this mainly going to be done in the lab, just like looking at, at data? Like how, how is this project going to look? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's, you know, I, I consider my, I'm a weird person. So I'm a, I'm a hardcore birder and I, you know, I go birding every day. I use iNaturalist all the time. Um, but my day job, you know, my nine to five job, so to speak, is really a desktop ecologist. Um, and you can, you can, you can use that if you want as a quote, but, yeah. you know, which basically just means, yeah, like a lot of the work I do is behind a computer screen and, and using data. Um you know, I, I see my role as someone that can help other people that collect really important data and I value them and their data immensely and hopefully try to help them understand what the data means, you know, in the best way possible, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one, one another question I have is, so I, I know that this data has been useful for other species before. Can yeah. you think of any instances where there was like an endangered species that has had uh, a remarkable recovery or just a success story that's been, you know, spearheaded, so, so to speak, from from gathering this data that is user generated by birders. Oh, man. I'm sure there are. I don't have any off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I was just wondering. Is yeah. there maybe not like, oh, it doesn't have good. to be. Yeah, it's a good question. I and I, I see the angle and I like it. I just I just don't have anything for you off the top of my head though. <laughs> yeah. Well maybe maybe it doesn't have to be an old like a um success yet, but is there anywhere else other than turkeys that this kind of um yeah, I mean, framework all, is being utilized? All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, this kind of stuff is being used more and more and I think the other thing to understand here too, kind of, you know, maybe this is a little bit in the weeds, but these types of methods to integrate different data sources, they're kind of being developed at a really rapid pace. You know, like this is because people are realizing the importance of using, you know, hard to get data like brood surveys and hunting harvest data. And this is in science data, like integrating these data sources, becoming a really cutting edge kind of um, subfield within ecology. And so because of that, these methods are really growing at a rapid pace and then we hope to contribute to this kind of development with this project. Yeah. And yeah. I was speaking with a researcher in uh in Mississippi and they're they're doing something where they're collecting, you know, genetic material found mm -hmm. in the field and they're sort of like um creating like a genealogy or just like a, a lineage of, of turkeys, individual turkeys are able to identify and, and they're able to understand population from that perspective. Are you going to be trying to utilize some of that kind of data, like some of this so, sort of like nuanced data that might be just happening like in one state to to paint a broader picture? Um, definitely no genetic stuff. That's outside of my wheelhouse. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. I, but so, I, you know, and I should say, I you know, I'm, we're, I'm not entirely, I don't remember what I said in the proposal to be, you know, the, this is between you and I. Um, but, you know, I do hope to to do this at hopefully a large spatial scale, at least for the first step. Um, yeah. yeah. 
just sort of starting in Florida and then kind of branching out, you know, and, and making yeah. it sort of like, yeah, a, yeah like a go-to yeah. method. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that was one of my questions is like, you know, we talked about it earlier that this seems like the first of its kind um, for wild turkeys. And it has, you know, the ability to sort of transform our understanding or broaden our understanding mm-hmm. of the ecology. And uh, it's just cool. Like you said, these data sets are growing so rapidly. So there's definitely going to be work there. And like, there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, a need for people doing your job to, to sort of integrate all this data and make sense out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to get started right now where, um, you know, we're actually just recruiting for a master's student to hopefully do some of the kind of, you know, heavy lifting in the project. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. And if everything goes well, they would start in the spring and, you know, we'd hopefully have some preliminary results kind of sometime next year. You know, just, do you feel like just want to talk about the collaborative efforts of this, like working with, uh, FWC, uh, and yeah. any, and maybe just kind of mention how this is a collaborative endeavor. Yeah, the success of this project, I think, is really important and fundamental on collaboration, especially from the sense of getting some of that kind of high quality data I mentioned, like uh, hunting harvest data, brood quality type data. And our hope here is to work with um, partners at FWC and the NWTF, um, you know, our colleague and collaborator on the project, Marcus Lashley, he's worked closely with these types of agencies in the past. And so our hope is that through these kind of um, trust building and genuine partnerships, we can have access and we can really make some meaningful difference in understanding wild turkey abundance. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. 